you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. Now, we have one of the most important topics that I'm sure that you're seeing all across the headlines today, and I really want to explore this with Kathy Lanzalaco. So she is really an expert whenever it comes to helping employees and individuals reach out, explore their careers, and really get ready for what their next steps are. So Kathy, welcome to HR After Dark. Hey, Jada. Good morning. Thank you. Hey, so excited to have you here. And I mean, your LinkedIn profile resume speaks for itself, but you do have this background in human resources. And you also have positioned yourself as a subject matter expert whenever it comes to career coaching, interviews, resumes, and that career transition. And so I really want to lend, I want to bend your ear from an expertise standpoint, because everyone's talking about the great resignation. I want to hear from you. What are you seeing from your perspective out in the market right now? Yeah, well, you know, it is the topic of the day. And the more proactive organizations are trying to reframe it as maybe the great reshuffle, but also the great recognition, trying to make sure that they're trying to focus on their people. But, you know, for those who may not be completely familiar with it, the great resignation is the fact that people are leaving their jobs at record numbers to pursue other interests. And right now, for a lot of different reasons, the job market is super hot. And I have career coaching clients all over the country. So I can tell you that overwhelmingly, everyone that I'm speaking to, the market is different idiosyncrasies depending on the exact regional area. But for the most part, everybody is experiencing this growth. And so there's a lot of people saying, well, what if? What is on the other side? Could I get more money? Could I get the remote work I desire? Could I get a better bus? You know, more opportunity for growth, whatever it is that's important to people. And they're stepping out now. Some people are stepping out with no plan. And some people are taking a more planful approach. I'm seeing that. There are a lot of individuals that are stepping out without a plan. And I think that's probably the most mind-boggling piece because we haven't seen that type of bold and courageous type of decision, right? And so so what do you think is is happening? What's happening there? I think people have gotten more confident over time. And I think a lot of it too is people are just not accepting the status quo anymore. Meaning, right? And and you know, I, I'm in my mid-50s. And if I did not have my own business and if I was working for somebody mm-hmm. else and I had to ask permission to take a day off to go take care of something personal. I, I would step back and re, re-look at it. I think people are tired of that. You know, treat me as an adult. Give me my freedom to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And in return for that, I will give you the best of what I have. I will make sure that you get everything you need from me. But the, I didn't say the balance of power, but the balance is changing in terms of trying to really have more of that give and take as opposed to the authoritative of this is what you do for me from eight to five every day, you're mine. Those it's a completely are over. different world. It's a completely different world, and there's no there's no option but to adapt. And I'm saying this from an employer perspective because typically, you know, our clients are small businesses and nonprofits, and and you know, across the U.S., 
And employers have to be taking a different approach whenever it comes to, you know, how we're taking care of our employees, retaining those employees. And, and so see, it's really interesting. You and I coming together, it's like the yin and the yang, because you're seeing it from the individual standpoint. And I'm looking at it from talking to leaders and talking to, you know, employers, because these two have to come together, right? For it to be a total win-win. But if you were also thinking about it from the employer perspective, you know, what advice would you give to then the employer to make sure that we are really taking care of our employees? But as, as you mentioned earlier, I worked in HR for a very, very long time. And when I did that, the focus was on how do you recognize people? But a lot of it was in the form of gift cards and, you know, here's a plaque and, and those things are important, but I do see the shift over time to more meaningful and more personalized recognition. And now it's really more focused around what's important to people while well, getting called out for a project they've worked on or to get mm-hmm. you know, a $50 gift card or something. It's great. You know, that's all wonderful. But really the reality is people want to be able to choose more of what they want. And I don't mean pick, you know, do I get a gift card from the Gap or do I get it from Amazon? It's really more what's important to them. So meaning they, they want freedom for work-life harmony is really the better term than balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to have things that are more meaningful to them. This is what I want. This is what I'm willing to give. It's more of a negotiation in some standpoints, even collectively. And I don't mean union activity, but I do mm-hmm. mean from this is what's important to us in this organizational culture, whichever one that might be. Yes. And I think that from an employer perspective or leadership perspective, our mindset just has to shift because mm-hmm. it really is, you know, I like your term. It's a negotiation. And mm-hmm. It needs to be, there is a give and take and like it or not, there's this another form of a relationship because we get to choose to be here. And now employees have the option to choose not to be. (laughs) And so I I don't know, I just think that it's a really fascinating conundrum that's that's happening. But if we can, you know, convince leaders on what are the tools to even get to know our employees, then they're going to be in a better position to even take care. Now I'm obsessed with appreciation languages in the workplace. I'm obsessed with it on how I am helping our clients and facilitating that to get to know how do I recognize individually, which is so weird for me as an HR to say, right? Like I'm telling you to treat your employees differently, (laughs) but there are still ways and structures to put in place. So we are maintaining consistency and, you know, you know, you and I, Kathy, we're still HRs at heart. So so it's not going to be consistent, but there are ways to adapt. Now, you said something that was so fascinating to me as we were getting to know each other. And it's about, and I didn't realize this, that actually there are some employees that are that are actually just watching their friends and, you know, watching their coworkers and they're leaving. And they, maybe they see that folks are leaving, but they actually are happy. Can you explore that for our, our listeners? Yeah. You know, when people come to me for career coaching or to update their resumes and LinkedIn, most times, actually, they're passive job seekers. They have a job and they either just want to make sure that their tools are ready or they're kind of smelling something on the horizon. Oh, you know, I don't want to be caught, caught, you know, unprepared. Although sometimes they come to me, they don't have a job already. And, and we work through that, too. Mm-hmm. But what I've heard, interestingly, relatively recently is this, did you reference kind of the FOMO, the fear of missing out of leaving, is that some people have come to me and said, I'm actually happy. And I don't really know how to respond back to that. I feel like everything online, people that I'm talking to, I feel the pressure to be disgruntled. Wow. Fascinating. 
fascinating to me. And there are people that are very happy where they are. So how do they find their own voice without looking like a doormat, without setting themselves up to be Mm -hmm. taken advantage of by their employer? And maybe it's just the season for them to be at their particular employer. You know, sometimes I talk to people and they say, well, I'm a loyal employee. And I say, what does that mean to you? What does loyalty mean? Mm -hmm. And 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30, it used to be that you would sign up for an organization, you know, you'd go to an organization to work and you'd stay there forever. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is they don't want you there forever anymore either in most <laughs> cases, right? And even a great employee, they, they, their, their business changes, they want new talent coming in. Hopefully they're promoting you to something else anyway. Um, so really the conversation now is about if I'm happy where I am, how do I stay here? How do I make myself continue to be valued? But how do I still feel like I'm not settling? I was happy two weeks ago until three of my colleagues left. Mm-hmm. I'm questioning, should I be here? That's the new conversation I'm having with people. Hmm. That's fascinating. And I, th- I think my advice, if it would be to the employers that are listening, is yeah. making sure that you also incorporate what's called a, you can call it a career growth plan, career development plan. And it's not the traditional, like we had a, a few other components, but it's not the traditional of, hey, well, where do you want to be in, you know, a year from now, three years from now? Sure. That's one small section, but it's actually talking about what sort of uh, training certifications, what does your day-to-day look like, but also financially, what are your goals for yourself? And this is a transparent conversation because isn't it nice that you have as a, as a leader in your mind, like, I really want to, you know, promote Kathy in a year and I'd like to give her a 3% increase. When in her mind, she actually thinks, oh, Kathy's mind. So <laughs> she yeah. actually thinks that she's going to receive a 10, 20% increase because that's what she feels uh, she should make and or that's what the responsibilities would indicate. Isn't it nice to have that transparent conversation that's level setting and talking through? But back to your point a negotiation. Hey, I want, I care about you. I care about the skills that you want to develop your professional growth plan. I want to support you, but I do also want to make sure that we're in alignment of expectations of what can happen next. And I think that could help and really speak to what, what you're talking about. That's exactly it, Jada. And what I'm telling people too, is if you're not sure where you stand with your employer, you know, have these conversations and share that. And it doesn't have to be during performance management time, but if three of your teammates have left, that's the time to have the conversation, not to go to your, your manager to strangulate them and say, Hey, I'm going to be number four. If you don't step up, they may do that. You hope that they come to you. But don't stand on ceremony with them. They're probably putting out fires from the other people leaving, and it doesn't make them a bad organization. But have the conversations that you want. Put your hand up and say, let's have time together. But, you know, you mentioned from the employer and the leadership standpoint, a very popular thing to do for the good organizations, and I hope it trickles to to the other ones that are still in that growth mindset, trying to get into that growth mindset, is to have stay interviews. Instead of just the exit interviews, goodbye, what didn't you like about it here? Tell me why you stay. How can I continue to help you on the path of whatever is important to you? Just like you said, is it career advancement? Is it money? What is it? I love stay interviews. Um, big fan <laughs> of, of getting that type of pulse, but also that interaction with the employee. Uh, I think it makes employees also feel valued and like it's another mechanism of letting their voice be heard. So it's a great retention tool. 
And I know that some folks kind of uh, look down on employee surveys. I think it's how they're delivered and also the types of questions. But that's just another tool to, again, keep getting the voice of the employees, keep getting the pulse because it, it needs to be then transferred back into those, you know, one-on-one conversations. I know we're going down a whole rabbit hole of leadership development and leadership coaching that we didn't, we didn't intend to, but it goes hand in hand, right? Because yeah. Yeah, it does. And, you know, you talk about surveys and the other problem with surveys that is that if the organization is not prepared to respond to the surveys then don't do them, you yep. do more damage by asking people what they think and not caring yep. what the response is and not doing anything with it. So that I think is a very dangerous practice. So organizations have to be concerned about that. But there are a lot of ways to be able to to gauge the, uh, the temperature of what people are thinking. The other thing is that organizations, you know, leadership has to be careful. Let's not mm-hmm. be throwing money at our new talent and we're trying to get new people in and treating them better than the people that are already here, paying them more and not worrying about internal equity. You know, and again, if, if people are uncomfortable, if they think those things are happening, ask for a meeting, have a conversation. You may learn what's truly happening or if you decide that you learn something that, that makes you uncomfortable, have that conversation. If you choose to leave because of whatever is happening in the workplace, or maybe it's completely unrelated to the great Mm -hmm. resignation, Mm -hmm. then you've made an informed decision. But just to leave because everybody's leaving Mm -hmm. or to leave because I'm not getting treated well here. Well, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like any other relationship. Have you tried to resolve it? Right. Oh my goodness. Right. Can you write a book about that? That's my request. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But I think that also when folks are leaving, I'm hearing, I know that you're hearing this too, but it's that I'm just so stressed. And I talked to a leader on a, before our, our recording and he just said, just my soul is tired. That I've never, you know, heard a leader talk to me as HR and just say, listen, my soul is tired. So, you know, what are you, Here's the thing. What are you thinking whenever it comes to, whenever, you know, individuals are coming to you and saying, look, I'm just tired. I'm just stressed. Should they get a new job? Is that the answer? In many cases, it may not be the answer because now you're trading in the devil, you know, for the one that you don't. But in Mm -hmm. addition to that, starting a job search, and listen, it can be invigorating and it should be exciting when you're controlling your own destiny. However, if you're running away from a problem, you may take that problem with you somewhere else, right? You have to be able to identify what's really important to you. And I always say clarity, clarity, clarity about what you want to do next, right? That that helps your job search. It helps narrow down the time. It helps narrow down the focus. You present yourself better in terms of your branding and what your value offering is. But if you're just jumping ship without a plan, some people are in the position to do that. But even if it's not a financial decision, you still, if you're moving forward, whether you want to start your own business or you want to market yourself for another position, you still have to be clear about what you're doing. And so that does take some personal reflection. But I, I think people are weary. It's been a couple of years now since we started mm-hmm. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And people are weary even if they don't recognize it. And so much of what I talk to clients about is about self-care. Mm-hmm. and is about trying to prioritize and release the expectations of everybody else's expectations Mm -hmm. and really trying to just simplify a little bit and slow down. Mm -hmm. I know. And I feel like even that is just a whole nother podcast that we need. And, and I I think we're putting together a panel of, we got to talk about 
self-care, which is now even becoming a dirty term because folks are, I I was in another, you know, meeting and conference call and someone said, listen, self-care isn't working anymore. And so we are going to take that to the next level on this panel. I'm going to invite you to that where we all talk about what does that really mean? Let's unpack that. And maybe it's a, it's self-love and maybe it's, you know, self-kindness. What does that really mean from a day-to-day standpoint? How does that actually translate back into the workplace? But that's to be continued because that's a whole another section of what we need to do, all of us, all of us, because, you know, and I like to say this is that, and, you know, I went on my little soapbox of leaders, I believe really were forgotten and are forgotten in the midst of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I I feel like a lot of resources, articles, and and otherwise were focused on working parents, which absolutely should have been, right? (laughs) And even, you know, teachers, oh my goodness, can't go on and on and how much I'm definitely giving major high fives to, to the teachers. But just in thinking through that leaders also have this extra layer of also being working parents and then absorbing the employee's emotion and focusing on their own, you know, emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, really leadership right now, not for the faint of heart. And that's probably, you know, going into another rabbit hole because I love talking to you so much. But <laughs> well, Jada, let me tell you, I'm hearing it from some of the most senior leaders at some of the most high profile companies across the country mm-hmm. is that they're saying, you know what? I wouldn't mind not managing a team next time. Yes. I would rather be an individual contributor. I am hearing that a lot. So yeah. what's our prediction right now, Kathy? This is okay. So we're recording this. On February 1st, and our prediction, you can agree with me or disagree, mm-hmm. is that I'm concerned in the next couple of years, we I think we're going to have a quote-unquote leadership shortage. If we don't already, this is going to be so impactful because burnout, stress, all the things where we're going to see a mass of individual contributors and folks that do not want to hold leadership roles. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think it was already leading to that type of shift over time. Mm -hmm. And I think just the pandemic has accelerated that. And the more expectations that are put on leaders Mm -hmm. and the slimmer the talent pool becomes, it's just compounding one problem after another, after another. So the question then becomes, you know, how do we keep them engaged? How do we support Mm -hmm. them? And it isn't about another week's vacation. It isn't about throwing another 3% raise at them. It really, and it's a bigger issue to your point, it's another conversation, but it really is preparing them for the challenges of today and how do they continue to to move forward for the challenges of the future because things are just changing so quickly. You cannot take on everybody's burdens and that in so many ways is what the leaders today are being expected to do. But I think it goes back to something really important that you shared, and it's how you are valuing and recognizing the individual. And that doesn't just mean the individual employee. Our minds immediately go to frontline employees, but take that to a step further. Don't forget to recognize and and make sure that your leaders feel seen and heard. And whenever we're talking about those career development or growth plans, that should be for leaders as well. Mm-hmm. Even if mm-hmm. there's not like, you know, a clear cut, well, I've reached the, I'm a senior leader, I've reached the max, there is still an opportunity to foster growth and satisfaction in the workplace fulfillment. So it doesn't stop. It's not just focused on frontline employees or individual employees. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. And the companies that are not focusing on that are going to find themselves in a pool of despair. I mean, I, I don't know what a better point Mm -hmm. to put it in terms of who is going to be that 
middle level there between the most senior level people and the voice of the employees. Who's who's right. bridging that gap? And they really need different levels of attention depending on certainly what business they're into, but they have very unique needs at that level. And the good organizations will recognize that. You know, if I didn't own my own business, I would definitely, and I was, if I was a, a senior HR leader right now, I'd be reaching out to you because you are a different kind of career coach. I think that your your background and just your overall personality and skill set has lent to you. You are a very intuitive individual, and I would be reaching out to you um, even if I planned on you know staying in my current position. Because what did you share? It was something about professional hygiene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my clients will know, if you're listening, you will know my term because I share it all the time. And it is professional hygiene is just making sure that you are always prepared from a professional standpoint. Your resume is always updated. Your LinkedIn, you always know what the market is, is bearing for your type of positions. You're always keeping your eyes and ears open. Not that that means you're ready to jump. But you take care of your professional life the same way that you would take care of your personal life. And maybe that comes a little bit too from my original career. I was a registered nurse for 15 years, right? Even before I went into HR. So, you know, I think about those preventative measures, right? To kind of keep yourselves healthy. And it's no different in your professional life than it is your personal life. You're you're so right. And I'm going to make sure that we're sharing uh, your information and your contact information with our clients and sending out on our newsletters because you, you really do have a different approach. And that's going to be so important as many leaders, many employees are just struggling overall. It's a little bit of life coaching in there and that's the bonus <laughs> in it. But, it, you know, I really think that you, you're taking care of a group of folks in our total holistic community that, that need this type of support. So thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you. So if our if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, how would we go about reaching out to you? Well, my the name of my company is Inspire Careers. So I'm Kathy and with a C, Kathy at InspireCareers.com. Reach out to me that way. Um, I invite you to look at my website or hey, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn every day. And that's where we first met each other. So, you know, I would absolutely <laughs> love to connect with people on LinkedIn and be happy to answer any questions and facilitate any conversations. That's absolutely perfect. Also, we will be listing all of your contact information in the description below, as well as sharing it with our mass email community. So, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be hard not to find you. So <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your insight and your knowledge. You are definitely welcome back to HR After Dark. I cannot wait to continue to work on our synergy and how we can continue to support each other. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jade. I appreciate it so much. Problem. All right. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to leave you with this. Do one kind thing for yourself and one kind thing for someone else.